Today is Jesus in the Gospels. He gives us his mission statement. He basically says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And this is one of the first things that Jesus says when he begins to preach. He says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in some of the other Gospels, it says, Repent and believe in the Gospel. So there's repenting and believing. But just to give you a little background to today's Gospel, what basically has happened, just to you know, give us a little recap, Jesus has just been baptized in the Jordan River, and he's been anointed by the Holy Spirit, and he's filled with power, the power of God, and he goes into the desert, is tempted for 40 days, defeats Satan, John the Baptist is then arrested, and now Jesus, once John the Baptist is arrested, that's when Jesus begins his ministry. And so he starts in these two towns called Zebulun and Naphtali, hopefully I'm saying correctly, Zebulun and Naphtali, and it's in this area where these were where the northern tribes of Israel used to be before they were exiled because of their sinfulness and cast away and eventually disappeared completely. And so what Jesus is basically saying, he's saying, I'm coming for you. You were the first sinners to get lost to this pagan world. And he says, I have come for the sinner. This is why I'm here. I have come to bring light into these towns that were living in darkness for so many centuries. So basically all of us, when he's speaking to all of us today, he's saying, I have come for you. I have come for the sinner. The sinner is not to despair. The sinner is not to think that he's hopeless or she is hopeless. He says, the first thing I do, what does Jesus want to do? He says, I've come for you, Father Kevin. You are a sinner and I have come for you. So everyone in this room today, Jesus is saying, I have come to bring light in the dark places of your heart. That's what Jesus is doing. And so he says this invitation. He says, repent and believe, in other Gospels, repent and believe, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So if you've been praying this week, and whatever your prayer has been, you know, maybe you've been praying for something this week, hopefully you've been praying, and, and I was praying with this passage and I was saying to myself, what is the answer to my prayer this week? Whatever I've been praying for, for someone who's sick, or whatever's been going on. And I was reflecting on this one line where Jesus says, Repent and believe, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I really believe Jesus is saying to me, Father Kevin, and everybody here, this is the miracle all week, or all your whole life, that you've been waiting for. This is the miracle right here. And how is this the greatest miracle, really, in our life, especially, let's say, today? Jesus is saying to me, Father Kevin, Repent and believe. I am the king and I'm here to save you. I'm here to give you the kingdom of heaven. And so everyone here today, Jesus is saying to everyone here, repent and believe. I want to give you the kingdom of heaven. This is the greatest thing that Jesus can do for us. Today you have a chance to go to heaven. What is the, greater, what is the greatest miracle in our life today is that today you're so blessed. All of us are blessed that I get to hear this invitation Jesus is saying to me today, Father Kevin, repent and believe in the gospel. I am the king. I am your Lord. I am your savior. And I want to give you the kingdom of the heaven. The kingdom of heaven. What is greater than that, right? Because sometimes we just assume that we're all going to heaven. And that's not the case. Jesus actually gives us an ultimatum. He basically says there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God and there's the kingdom of Satan. Even though the devil is not a king, 
but he calls him the prince of demons. He has dominion power to a certain degree over the land he rules. And in this world, there's two kingdoms, and both of them are fighting for your soul. And while we are alive, we are in a battle. This life is a battle, and there's two kingdoms fighting for us. And sometimes we take this word repent, we just think, uh, we throw it, like, repent. We accept Jesus, I love to wear a cross around my neck, I have a beautiful um, necklace of Mother Mary around my neck. But this invitation to enter the kingdom, Jesus says repent and believe. If you don't repent and you don't believe, you will not enter into this kingdom. And you will continue in darkness, just like the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, because Jesus is revealing, what is he revealing? He's basically saying, I'm your king. I'm here. Nothing is more important than this. So I just ask you today, really reflect on this invitation. Think about this. Are you fighting sin in your life? We're all sinners, but are you fighting? Are you actually trying, like trying to let go of sin? Are we really fighting? Because there was a time in my life, I came to church every Sunday. I don't think I was really trying to seek Jesus. I would go to church every Sunday. I wasn't trying to know Jesus. I wasn't trying to read the Bible. I wasn't trying to remove sin in my life. And I wasn't accepting this message when I was young to repent and believe. And so it's not just coming to church. Repent and believe that your Savior is trying to save us. And so that's just something to reflect on. Otherwise, we won't get into the kingdom. And then once, maybe some of you have repented already and you believe and you're here. What does Jesus do next? He invites these four men to become disciples. Everyone here is called to be a disciple. And so if you didn't know, today is the strides for seminarians, and and a lot of people are at the seminary right now um, to support our seminarians who are called to be priests, inshallah. Most of them are called. You never know, half of them might not make it. But we pray for them. And um, everyone here today is being called. Not everyone's being called to be a priest. Not everyone's called to be a nun. But I encourage you, if you are thinking about becoming a priest and a nun, don't let anyone get in your way. Parents, if your daughter says, do not say if she wants to become a nun, if she's just thinking about it. Do not say to your daughter, no, don't do that, not do that, that's a boring life, don't do that. Do not scare your children away from really praying and thinking about their vocation because Jesus calls. And I really believe that a lot of people are being called, but they're not responding because this is exactly what's happening. You know, how many men come to me and they say, I told my parents, but they were going to disown me if I became a nun. How many people say that? Or I was going to become a priest, but Yimmy and Babi, they went berserk on me in Iraq and they told me no. We cannot stop those who are being called because we need priests. We need religious. We need nuns. We really do. And I really just ask everyone here to really ask the Lord, God, what is your will for my life? And not just to become a priest or a nun, whatever he's calling you to be, but to how to be a disciple. How am I to call to be a light in this world? And so what happens to Peter? And just to go a little bit, and just for another minute, Peter and, and Andrew and the other two disciples, it says Jesus walked by. Whenever you see that in the Gospels, it says Jesus walked by or he passed by. It means a miracle has just occurred. God in your life sometimes is walking right by you. He's passing right by you, 
and they encounter Jesus, and what happens? They literally drop their nets, they leave their father, and they follow Jesus. That's not normal. Can you imagine if Father Kevin went to you, if I went to you, I'm sorry, I'm thinking, speaking in the third person, if I went to you today and said to you, quit your job, I think you should be a priest, and stop wasting your time, and drop everything you're doing, and come and reflect and join the seminary. No, you'd be like, Buna Kevin, uh, I'm busy. You know, I have things to do. But when Jesus calls you, and Jesus speaks to you, he is the king, he is the Lord. When he speaks to you, and he says, drop your nets, come follow me, of course, what are you going to do? Hopefully, you would say, yes, Lord. And you drop your nets. Now, Jesus, whenever you have an encounter with Jesus in your life, this is what happens. So Peter, one day, he was on the boat, he was in the boat, and Jesus got in the boat with him. And he said to Peter, throw your net on the right side of the boat. And Peter's like to him, Lord, I've been fishing. I've been fishing all night and I've caught nothing. But he says, at your command, I will drop the nets. And he drops the nets. And they are filled with fish. It's an amazing miracle. And Peter realizes this great miracle and he gets on his knees. And he's like, Lord, I'm a sinner. Depart from me. So what happens in our life whenever we encounter Jesus, what is the first thing that usually we realize? We realize our sinfulness. Peter gets on his knees and he's like, oh boy, you're God. You're real. You're really the Son of God. And when we realize that, what happens? We develop a fear of God. We develop a conscience. You know, in my life, there was a time in my life, I had no fear of God. Very little fear. I mean, I love Jesus on some level. But I had no fear of God at all. And Peter, when he encounters Jesus, is like, I'm a sinner. Oh boy, get away from me. I'm a sinner. How could, you be, how could I be in your presence? But what does Jesus say to him? I've got a plan for you. I want to make you fishers of men. I see your sin. I want to get rid of your sin. I want to heal you. But I want you to be my disciple. So today, everyone, the greatest miracle today in your life, today Jesus is saying a few things. He's saying, repent, believe, and come follow me. Be my disciple, and I will give you the kingdom of heaven. Amen.